Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Val. This is Isabella. And this is Jerron. On our show this evening are two spectacular... Oh, on our show this evening is one spectacular guest, Claudia Bacaro. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Is the strategic account manager is the strategic account manager with affiliate manager one of the one of intern pursuits employers uh, and also just as a quick reminder to our listeners you can now call us live on air the phone number for that is 407-582-2906 and you can also chat with us chat with us online through the intern pursuits Facebook live chat also coming up this episode of intern whisper live we're going to be talking about affiliate marketing um, hashtag what I learned as an employer stories. Um, from our guest is uh, Claudia, Claudia. <laughs> talking today from both of us. Yeah, very <laughs> difficult. Internship stories, great leaders, and innovation in your in marketing. So, how can people find us? I'm going to do this really fast because I was amazing, Jerron, and also Val last week. So, you can find Pivot Intern Pursuit Intern Pursuit Game on Facebook. You can find us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find us uh, also and listen to us live on. MixLR.com forward slash Valencia College Radio. See, now you have me yeah, doing it too. Right. And you can also follow Intern Pursuit that way. Then you'll get live updates as to when we are going live on these Wednesday nights. Um, you can watch us live on Facebook, Intern Pursuit, uh, and then make sure that you like us and follow us. We enjoy having our likes. And I want to say hi to Darlene. Thank you, Aunt Darlene, hi, Aunt for Darlene being for on the show. Coming yeah. in so fast as well. I know. Like, she when was we like pressed the button, right she was there. It, right <laughs> on it. And we have, again, that exciting news that people can listen and call in. So I'm hoping that we're going to have a really, uh, a, just a deluge of of calls for claudia anybody that wants to know about affiliate marketing because she had to leave a uh, meeting with her company to be able to come here and be with us so you know i don't know if they're going to be able to call in but i sure hope so but before we start the show let's talk about our first sponsor florida patient association florida patient association whose mission is to bring support and services to patients in the state of florida if you have not received the help and support you need from an injury in the healthcare industry, contact Florida Patients Association for guidance on your rights. Thank you, Florida Patients Association, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. Okay, so Claudia Bucara is the Strategic Account Manager with Affiliate Manager. And she's also, Affiliate Manager is an Intern Pursuit client. Um, so I'm really excited about that. She's also one of our sponsors. We've been promoting Affiliate Manager. Welcome, Claudia. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so am I. I've been looking forward to this for a little bit while, uh, for a little while. Um, so here we talk about internships and college experiences. And what's always interesting is we've had a lot of international students, and I know you are bilingual there. I don't know if you're multilingual, but I know you speak Spanish. Definitely Spanish and English. <laughs> okay, good. So where did you go to school? What was your major and good stuff like that? Sure, absolutely. So I'm originally from Guatemala, and um, I actually went to school to the um, Francisco Marroquin University, wow. and I majored in marketing. Mm. So that's my major, and uh, yes, I went to school in Guatemala. I'm interested in knowing if marketing is taught differently, and it's a different time. Uh, than it is in the United States. How, now, that wasn't even a question I gave you. So. Don't worry about it. Actually, that's a really good question because I think there's certain industries where, uh, for example, if I'm a lawyer, right, and right. I go to law school in Guatemala, once I come here, I have to start all over. Yeah. I absolutely love the fact that marketing just has certain, like, basic principles. And, of course, you know, the way we've done, we're doing marketing has completely changed. But mm -hmm. I love the fact that it's one of those... Um, the four P's of marketing, right? Yes, being able <laughs> being able to 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 market to people, you have the, the basic principles, and you can build up from there how you're going to approach the different markets. But I think that um, I'm grateful that I, I picked that that specific career, right? Because yes. just about well, I can't think of a business that doesn't need marketing. It's kind of like bookkeeping. Everybody needs somebody to do the books. Everybody needs marketing and sales, so you know you can kind of skate by with some of the other stuff where you don't need it, but if you're going to have any kind of a business, you have to have that. Absolutely, yes. I agree. So um, why did you choose marketing? 
That's a good question. I think I've always felt passionate about um, sharing with people and uh, being able to, um, for example, I remember when I was young, I would go watch a movie and if I liked it, I would be the one, you know, it's like word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And now it's, uh, you know, that, that, that was pretty much, I felt that was one of my strengths. So mm -hmm. I remember meeting with my counselor and, and finding out that, that there was certain things that I had in all the different, you know, tests that they give you and uh, that my personality alongside with some of the things that I, that I had as strengths definitely match that career specifically. Yeah, And, and like I nice said, I don't know. regret it because I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, and that's the thing. These guys across from me, they're, you know, going, okay, we, they've decided on their major. And, and actually Val even changed his major. They're going to talk about that, I'm sure, in a minute here. But um, one of the things that you and I know, because we've already been that route, when I was trying to pick my degree, originally um, it was going to be criminal justice. And I started that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started thinking about it, and people would say, I was looking at, okay, what jobs can you do it? And I went, oh, prison or working with uh, juvenile delinquents. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I shared this with you guys or not. I'll pick your fancy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going, okay, this, this doesn't look like the environment I want to work in, you know? And I went, okay, well, I'm going to have to pick a different field. And then I was thinking um, law. And I went, okay, I worked with some lawyers. And I went, I, I don't think I want to do that. It's very stressful. They have so many billable hours they have to do. And so then I went, well, what do I like to do? Like what you're talking about. And I went, oh, I like to read. I like to research. I like to write. So I chose my major, and it was English. And I went, I, I have no idea what I can do with that. <laughs> but I was choosing to study something that I felt like I would like. I went the path of teaching in the public school system. And then never in a million years did I think I'd be owning my own business or doing the things that I do now. But writing is an element that's used in every aspect of business. Absolutely. Yeah. So you guys will probably have some questions, too, because they are both in that marketing arena here, certainly in the yeah, radio. Yeah, I'm in advertising. More so. Uh, him. Yeah. yeah, advertising. But, I mean, radio. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. marketing is involved in any aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. So yes. from yeah. relationships to getting a job. So. Yes, yeah. it you is. You need to market yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And that's kind of funny because that brings us back to the word sales because sales falls into marketing as, you know, one of the hand-in-hand -hand things. And people will say, oh, I, I don't ever want to be in sales. And I said, really? Because you are always selling something. And I, I think you need to reframe what your definition of sales means because sales is not that negative definition. Sales is about a relationship. Correct. Sales is about do I want to do business with this person in marketing? Yes. Yeah. You mentioned something, and I think I know that a lot of people looking for internships are listening to this uh, show. I think, and I do have an 18-year-old um, daughter. I've met her daughter. So I know, and I mentor a lot of her friends as well, so I know it's one of those seasons where you have to decide. And the first thing that people tend to do is, like, what's going to give me money? You know, like, what are the trending yeah. careers that I can make money? But I, by experience and, and by what I've been able to see and even, you know, working with interns now is the fact that you have to find what you're good at, what you're passionate about, that you're going to put your heart and soul. It doesn't matter if it's the one mm -hmm. career that maybe seems as if it's not going to give you money, but if you're passionate about it, you're good at it, um, you have a greater uh, possibility of success as opposed mm -hmm. to just pick something just because it's a trending career and your heart is not there. So that is so true. That, that is that is one something that I definitely think that people That's have to take learned. into consideration for yeah. sure. Because a lot of times people don't know what their their gifts are. They may not recognize that they either like to serve, like in hospitality. And they may not know that they enjoy talking or get their energy from being around people. The, these two guys are very, um, they get a lot of energy from being around people. So that's why they're really good on the show, I think. And they, they play off of each other very well. Yeah. yeah. And it's also interesting that you mentioned, like, what you're going to like. Because I was originally a marketing major. That was, like, what I thought I was going to do was just go into marketing. But then I realized that, like, I had to go through all these business courses. And I was like, I don't know if business is for me. I just wasn't enjoying what I was learning like directly as I was enjoying some of them, but some of them I just I didn't feel like I melded well, I guess, with like the material that was presented to me. So I ended up just going, I'm gonna take advertising classes, and I really liked them. And that just kind of was like I had no idea what I really liked until you actually start doing them. And I guess advertising and marketing are 
close. They go hand yeah. in hand. They go hand in hand. They're not the same thing, yeah. but they're definitely are related. And I don't know. You just end up finding what you think is better for you, whether it's even just how well you fit in with mm-hmm. yeah, as the a curriculum. Who was sorry to interrupt. No, as fine. a person who was like a business major as well, I realized that I thrive off the more creative aspects. So mm-hmm. that's why I changed mine to radio television production, just because I am more of a creative person yeah. rather than handling the business side of things. But I also, of course, know that business is an important thing to know just for either you getting a job or if you want to launch your own um, business. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have a business minor. So I can still try to balance that out the best I can. That's good. And I think that's why we're in the same boat is because both of us were like, we want to be more creative. Let's figure yeah. out like more avenues where we can but go still down let's learn how to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make money doing it. Yeah. Because, yeah, people will initially, I agree, they try to choose a career based on money. That's the biggest mistake ever. You should never choose that. So um, how long have you been in the marketing industry? I think that's going to give you my Am I going to no, give away no. my age? You could have been starting at five because you could have had a lemonade stand and you were marketing that. So we'll no, go with definitely, that. No, definitely. You know, I've always uh, worked either. I, I did start with some sales and then ended up with just the marketing aspect of it. I've worked in the marketing industry for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, have you seen a lot of changes in those 20 years? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's interesting because uh, one of the things that I, and I know we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, affiliate marketing specifically, but I think that um, the way the behavior for people when they are buying and the amount of um, information that they have when making that decision has shifted dramatically now with the internet and everything that's available. So even though, yes, I went to school for marketing, I had to like, you know, adjust everything to online marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, affiliate marketing is just one specific channel, but I think that more and more um, budgets within great companies are going towards online marketing as opposed to the other the other channels, and it's super interesting to see how things have completely shifted. Right. Before, it was more like, you know, I'm the big store, this is what I have, and guess what, this is the best price ever, and then I will ask my neighbor, and she would say, yes, you know, I got those shoes there, okay, let's go ahead and go to the mall and get them, and there was no way they could uh, really have access to if it was actually the best sale in town or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now people have access to all kinds of information, so they are empowered, and it's a good thing, but at the same time, you know, they become kind of divas. Like, no, I want the best price. I want a coupon. I want a rebate. I want a cashback. I want this. I want that. I want it all. They're, they're I want it all. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like, sometimes, you know, when you're on the other side, you're kind of, you know, trying to work it out so that, you know, the needs of the user are met. But when you think about yourself and how are you buying your stuff, you realize, yes, we have all become kind of that way just mm-hmm. because of the amount of information that is available. Yeah, but, you know, in, in my business classes, I had my MBA cor- courses. We said there's basically two kinds of shoppers, ones that shop for price, and then there's, which is a Walmart shopper, and then there's those that shop, shop by reputation or the, the value, the perceived value, right, of what it is. It makes them feel important. So... If that's the case, if I wanted to go to Neiman Marcus versus Walmart, I'm choosing, you know, two different types of experience. It could be the same product. What's the I brand could get name? it for eighty nine yeah. cents at mm-hmm. Walmart, but if I go to Neiman Marcus it might be twenty dollars. Same product. So it depends on what you're looking for as the shopper. Do you think that's consistent? Because I kind I kind of do. Yes and no. I think that that's why it's so important to know exactly who your audience is, and mm-hmm. that's where the marketing comes in. You know, you have to understand. You know, who is the person that's buying your products? You know, what what exactly they're looking for? Because sometimes, you know, I can be buying shoes, but I'm I'm buying prestige. I'm not buying mm-hmm. the shoes itself. I have twenty five thousand pairs of shoes, and what I'm buying is the fact that it's you some know, the designer people, name, exactly. Right? So. It all depends, and that's why it's fascinating when you uh, kind of dive in into this online marketing world because you have all these different possibilities. You can get so much more information about the people that are buying from you that before you didn't have. You kind of have to like kind of shoot all over and see 
you know, who was going to uh, buy. Now you have all this um, technology that gives you all of this information, and now you can make a strategy that's very on point just because you have mm -hmm. access to that. So both ways, I think that it has changed, it has shifted, and whoever gets the opportunity to understand it and leverage that, it's whoever's being successful at it. Right, mm -hmm. right. So if I want to go buy the uh, BMW, I can still shop around online to find which dealership might have the best value Absolutely. on the model I'm looking for. Well, how do you feel like these massive online marketplaces like Amazon and different things like that have affected you personally, like your business personally? Do you think that's mattered at all, to, like in terms of creating a store? Um, yes and no, and I I would like to like speak a little bit more into like what specifically affiliate marketing is. Yeah, please, yeah I think please. we should yeah. go there. Yeah, yeah, we should go there and then come back yeah. to what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that question is a better question. So yeah. what is affiliate marketing okay. manager? We know what that is. And then you can give a little history about that because I know Mike and uh, Karen are awesome. Um, and I usually share that, you know, a little history about Mike too. But um, what is affiliate manager and affiliate marketing in five-year-old language? Super simple. All right, perfect. So the best way I can describe, first off, you have to think about um, we are in the side of marketing that's called performance-based, okay? So everything has to do with whether or not a sale happens. That's important to understand. Either a sale or a lead, depending on what exactly we're looking for. But basically, a merchant is whoever has a product or a service. That's the person that's going to run or set up an affiliate program. And then your affiliates is gonna be whoever has traffic that is relevant to your product. So you pretty much match them together and you're able to say, okay, Mr. Affiliate, if you send me traffic and it converts, for every sale I'm gonna send I'm gonna give you a specific commission. So it's pretty much having online distributors, each affiliate gets an ID. And but the premise here is that there has to be there has to be a sell or a conversion in order for them to receive money. So what's an example of a client of how that would work too? Okay, perfect example. Um, let's say you're, um, you're managing the program for Replays, believe it or not, you know, the museums. Yeah. So somebody that's writing uh, content about things to do in New York, things to do in Orlando, they can say, hey, um, Replays has a new... Um, exhibit. exhibit or something and writes content, goes there, takes pictures and everything, and they sign up for an affiliate program. So they will go and they will post that on their website and they anybody that clicks there, we're going to know that it, it's coming from them. So mm. if the people buy the tickets, I'm able to actually give them. Yeah. So if they had an exhibit of Donald Trump, we'll use that one. Okay, I see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> please believe it or not. You know, they have a wax museum and stuff in there, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. They have some, some things. I've been there. That's yeah. True. I'll just use that because <laughs> he's orange, <laughs> you know. So anyway, we'll pick something else. Yeah. His, his whatever. Yeah. So they could put him in there. And anybody that's buying these tickets that wants to come and see this exhibit, we would know if it came from D.C. and Boston, California. We will know the affiliate. So each affiliate has an ID. So, but the, the secret, not the secret here, um, the way we track everything is through that affiliate ID. So I, I think I might know an example is I've heard of this in context of like YouTubers, how mm -hmm. they'll be like, oh, if you buy this through my link in below, you can like get it, you know, through my personal link. So then Correct. you'll go and they'll buy it and you know it's coming from that specific Source. 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 Because correct. it's from that YouTuber. And once like, they buy, that YouTuber gets a commission. Uh, yeah, a, yeah, a portion of the proceeds. Or whatever. Now, yeah. the, the secret here is making sure that you put it, whether it's on social media, on a newsletter, on a blog, or um, there's all, also different types of affiliates. But once you click, that's how we can track. And there's networks where we track everything. So that's why you set up your affiliate program and people know that they can go there sign up for for the program and then get their id because the affiliate link is going to be the secret 
in order to be able to track, if that makes sense. Are you more interested in who is selling the products or who is buying the products? Like when you're trying to set up this type of situation. Or both. Maybe. Or yeah, or both. Like what what is your ultimate goal to learn? So obviously bottom line is is making sales, right? Mm-hmm. But there's gonna be different um, KPIs that our merchant gives us, for example. You might have to explain KPIs for any of our listeners. Okay. They don't always know our key acronym. performance indicators. There so you for go. example, somebody that's brand new they say you know what we want affiliates that have tons of that are influencers that have a lot of of people that are following them because we want to establish the brand so yes sales are important but they also want to make sure that the name is out there and they're side to side so to speak with some of the brands that are recognized Um, on the other hand you have the people that are already established and they want to increase their sales so this affiliate world is really fascinating because I gave you one example of the type of affiliates that you can have, right? People that are writing content. But we have the coupon sites. For example, Retail Me Not is an affiliate, right? You also have the cashback sites, Ebates, for example. You know, people that are giving back. So what they do is they sign up for the programs and they keep, let's say if I give them 10%, they keep 10%, uh, 5% and give the other 5% back. So that's amazing. Then you have the review sites, for example, top 10 reviews, you have somebody that signs up for all 10 possible um, pet insurance companies, for example. And they write and they compare and they give you like all this different information because people need to know. But it doesn't matter which one they pick, the affiliate is making money because they are part of all the programs, which is brilliant. So there's all these different type of affiliates and the more the technology advances, you know, these are just like basic ones. Now the more uh, the things that are available, it's fascinating to find how people are actually implementing the affiliate world into the way they are reaching out to their, um, you know, audience or, or people that follow them and whatnot. Yeah. So in reality, it goes far beyond influencers. It goes to basically tons of different channels that Yes, it does. If you have a way to reach people where they can click something. It's valuable. It's valuable. So, for example, um, I used to have this program um, where um, we needed to print something in in a uh, church program on Sunday. So they went and printed out a QR code. So people were able to scan it and it had the affiliate link included. So there's Mm. all like as long as you can put that affiliate link somewhere. Um, you know, you can do affiliate marketing. And now things have, you know, they, they continually evolve. We actually have some programs that have the ability just with a code we can track without the affiliate link. That's a little bit more complex, but it's possible. So it's just beautiful. I think what I really personally like about affiliate marketing is the fact that it's a win-win, right? It's only fair. Like I'm going to pay you because you're actually sending me, sending me the sales. And, and there's, we've, we've had affiliates that literally started from scratch, from zero, and they just found, find, find a way to look for those people that were interested in the product, and they have been able to make a lot of money that way. So it's finding that win-win situation in which I have the perfect product, you have the perfect way to reach out to the people that, I'm, that I need, let's work together, and we're all winning. It's finding yeah. that balance, essentially. Correct. Yeah. And one of the, I mean, an, kind of an a low tech example that revolves around radio. I'm assuming this is the same where the, you know, like car salesmen will place out advertisements and they go, you know, mention the radio DJ's name when you come in to get the car and you'll get some type of discount or they'll yeah. get some throw. But I mean, that's basically the same thing. It's just, there's no technology involved. They're just trying to correct. It's a different channel. It's, a proof. it's actually proof right? that, yes. that they're doing what there's, Yes, what you want and if you it, yeah. think about it, this is pretty much word of mouth powered by technology. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But that's what makes it powerful because if I trust you, you see, if I am talking to somebody that I trust, that I know that, let's say, if I'm going to buy a car, I'm not just going to trust my friends because we're all just going to go. We're going to pick the color and how beautiful it looks, and that's it. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about the, you know, how it performs or how long, whatever you need to know about cars, which I don't know a lot. <laughs> so obviously I will go to somebody that knows about it and I will trust what they're telling me. And that's pretty much what's happening. You know, being able to find those people that people trust 
and then if you, they talk about your product and and it's interesting because a lot of them value their audience so much it's not just hey you know go ahead and pr promote this product they want samples they want to try it they want to use it and they won't even post anything until they are sure because they know they have their audience long term they want to make sure that whatever they're offering is good and that's where uh, also you know that side of the the business comes in for us we're very um, selective, I would say, in the type of clients that we take on because we have all these affiliates that we have a long-term relationship with. So we want to make sure that whatever client we're promoting has the right product, is working really good, and it really will provide a way for them to be successful, if that makes sense. So what kind of a, a client is a good client for that? That's a good question. Um, there's definitely a minimum amount of um, business and sales that they need to have. The beauty of this is that it's a model that will fit uh, most industries. Mm -hmm. So we don't really have a specific, um, even though some agencies do it, a specific vertical that we work with. Vertical meaning uh, we're just going to work education or we're just going to work retail, or we're just going to work this or that. What we do is that we take a look and we make sure that there's a value proposition, that there's even if they're selling something, there's something that stands out. You know, sometimes it doesn't have to be a very big brand, but we want to make sure that we're providing something that has innovation, that it's mm -hmm. adding something. It's not just, oh, we have a good price, right? And um, and also we we, we have, there's, there's a lot of um, ethics involved in affiliate marketing. There's a lot of ways where you could be doing things that you're not supposed to. And that's one of the things that I, I love about, about affiliate manager. You know, it's just the way... Um, you know, we manage businesses always with ethics and making sure that we're providing everything that everybody's going to need without doing the black hat, <laughs> so mm, to speak, um, yeah. a strategy. So um, our CEO is very uh, careful to find out what are the chances of us being successful. So that's another, another metric. Uh, we take a look at, at the, the company, where they are, and some of them, we sincerely tell them, listen, you're not ready, but come back later. You know, this is what you, you should look like in order for us to take you as a client. But in terms of products and industries, I think that um, this, this model works for anybody, for any, any product, really. Very interesting. Because, uh, you know, we used to think, in, um, and that's not that long ago, when we used either newspapers radio or television to be able to get or you know some kind of a print publication and that was i think what doing things online is maybe 10 12 years old yeah to like a, i don't know a when degree you guys, of, depends yeah. on how you use it 20. by this yeah. point yeah. really 20 you think it's that i mean i would say by the time i was alive technology was starting to become the upswing of like yeah, but I guess like if you're saying like constant use for like yeah. your daily needs, then sure, I'd say like the, norm the last 15 years. Yeah, the norm maybe the in like yeah. 15, 10, 15. Yeah. yeah. But it exists. It's just sure. been like this huge boom. And I sit here and I try to think back to like w when, how long has it been that we've had computers and where everything has shifted because we don't see newspapers as much. And they've had to switch to digital news. We see how people are doing business. It's very, very different. And they all want to do research. What do we have going on? We just got a long message, but I can't see <laughs> oh, it. Oh, so Darlene. I'm, I'm, okay, I got to pull so, it over to read it. Yeah, she says, wow, this is a good subject for me. My husband is a business major and a previous business owner. Um, he and we are in the process of starting a retail store. So hearing about marketing is a great benefit. Good conversation. And yeah, Jerron, get ready. <laughs> we will all need your inputs. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think your aunt is in the nursing field, right? Yes. Yeah. So what does your uncle do? It's one of those moments where uh, I, I, I talked to my aunt so much. I'm like, what are they doing? Oh. <laughs> like, I haven't heard about this business, or at least I haven't heard about it in a while. So I'm not sure what they're okay. getting ready. So, they've so got it's a, a surprise to business. me, but I'm ready to help out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you may have a job now, right. um, you know, where you're moving back home. But uh, retail. So, Darlene, you should tell us what the retail industry is so uh, we can see if, if it's one that uh, Claudia knows. Feel free to ask any questions of Claudia, too. That's what... While we're on this subject, feel free to also call us at 407-582-2906. Yeah, we'd love to have that phone ring. <laughs> we want to see what that's like. <laughs> that would be cool. So um, anyway, going back to what I was saying, it's that transition of everything from print and TV and the regular 
methods of advertising has so shifted and being able to find it online. And I remember Mike, who is the CEO. It's our CEO, yeah. correct. Um, Mike had said to me, affiliate manager, affiliate marketing is all about the number of eyeballs and uh, logos that you have. You want to pull as much attention as you possibly can to your website through that. He said, uh, when I, f I remember first meeting him, the more logos you have, the better it is because it validates and it builds that reputation for a company. And I just sat there and went, okay, because it was, you know, we're all in Starter Studio down here, and that's how I met you is because of being in Starter Studio. But um, Mike used to work for Google, so he pretty much should know what he's talking about. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he's yes. brilliant. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, going back to, you know, the number of logos, is there any type of limit to how big this can get? When you are saying logos, are you talking about banners or? Mm, he said logos. So, okay. yeah, I'm not sure. I guess I better go back All and right. ask Mike. No, that's, that's, that's fine. I think that um, this is about. I think what he probably was maybe he meant to for say. my business though, because I need you know school logos. Got and, yeah, yes, yeah. So school definitely. logos and company logos. So get as many as those. Uh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, yeah I was trying to put um, picture what he was yes, meaning. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, I think that um, also one thing that you have to think take into consideration when you think about. Um, content creators, influencers, bloggers, there's, it, this, is, this is real estate, right? Like they have certain amount of spaces that they can promote on their newsletters. They have certain amount of space on their uh, landing page. There's, they have certain amount of promotions that they can put on their different categories and whatnot. So we always have to um, you know, continue to give and provide value, whether it's gonna be a special coupon code or an increased commission or a sample for a review or something that will get their attention so they say, you know what, it's worth promoting your product. So it's like it's this big war out there and um, affiliate marketing is one of the channels that's trying to win that, that space. But I think, again, one, one of the things I love is that it's, it's fair and it's available to everybody and once you find that niche and you say, wow, this is a product I should be promoting, you have great opportunity to make money. So, for example, if I'm a brand new um, a mommy blogger and I want to promote cutters, you know, maybe reaching out to their marketing, they're not going to have a budget for me. But I can always, you know, lo um, sign into their uh, affiliate program and go ahead and start promoting. Mm. So it's, that's the beauty of it. If you're a small one and you're starting to, you know, create content and everything you can go to your favorite brands most likely they have an affiliate program and that's how you can start you don't have to be this super wow big influencer to have access to promote a product that you love or like mm. well that's good to know and i think i also have another example of that too is i've looked at i i create a lot of um, marketing plans for small businesses okay and, you know, when I talk to them, I discuss inbound marketing. And I've looked at, like, Hootsuite for scheduling and HubSpot and CoSchedule. Some of these companies, I, I don't know if you know their mm -hmm. names or not. Okay. So I've gone down into the footer, and they always have affiliate um, marketing down there. So I never really had thought about that until you've actually said that. And I went, oh. So they have made it easy for me as one business to be able to go in and sign up to partner with them and cross promote I correct. guess correct correct and you never know like we have so many like beautiful and powerful stories of people that just decided to you know they the the more niche oriented your content is i think you find the right product and you can make it like i remember i used to have these shoes that um had the effect of walking barefoot were they the ones with like the actual yeah, toes with, on them? With yeah. the, no, they had like, like this uh, magnets on, on the bottom of the shoe, but they were really nice. And, and there was this person that was blogging about wellness and all this, like people that are really into like, I wish I could just walk, walk barefoot, but mm -hmm. I have to wear shoes because it's socially unacceptable <laughs> to be barefoot. So when we started, you know, we sent her a sample. She started writing about it. She posted on her social media, and it went viral. It went crazy, and she sold, like, a lot of money. So it's, it's one of those things that that's why I get excited. That's why I like this industry of, 
you know, like just being able to f see how the the model and the channel allows people to, you know, really get be successful, which you like watching that growth. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I love to see you know the big guys getting all the commissions because obviously it's about the bottom line. Mm -hmm. But I love when we find those people that are just like, um, you know. We work together. That's another aspect of it. When you have a program that is managed by an agency, and especially us, because we're very relational, this is all about relationships. If I see you have um, the potential, I will get on the phone with you. I will tell you what's working for others. I will send you banners. I will create a special banner for you. I will create text links for you. I will tell you how to do things, and that's part of it as well, being able to you know, help others. And uh, one of the things that I absolutely love about Mike is he always says we're in this in, like our mission is to help people be successful, whether it's our merchant, our affiliate, the people that work with us, the interns, whoever's around us. Just he always says this saying, I want to be that wave that kind of like elevates mm -hmm. and elevates everybody. And he models that as a leader in such an amazing way that it's just very encouraging and motivational for me personally has been because I have watched him do that. And so I, I kind of come behind, you know, running behind him, making sure that I'm, that I'm providing the same for either my merchants, my affiliates, the people that work with me. Yeah. Else. How long have you been with affiliate manager? Five years now. Really? And how did you, who did you meet? How that's did you get a, in that's there? That's a good question. Actually, um, I, I was working at another company and then I stopped working there. I was doing so, some social media marketing, and Mike's sister uh, told me about the position mm. because I, I knew her personally. So Is she that, was the one. I know maybe church. I'm gonna guess. Yes, yes. yes. She was part of my church, so yeah. she told me about it. So super yeah. grateful. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then then everything changed. So we're gonna go ahead and switch and talk about um, you've. You've worked with Intern Pursuit, and you've had one set of interns, and now you have a second set of interns that have come in. Um, you've worked with different students from different schools, UCF, Valencia, Rollins, and it's been a different experience, I'm sure, with every student. It should be, because we're all unique and different. So what is it that you have learned from working with students that you personally, as an employer, have learned, and just as a person? Yes. Um, well, first of all, they're young and cool, and it's also <laughs> always great to be around young people that are super cool. But in all seriousness, I think that um, the, the opportunity to have somebody that's so eager to learn, that is something that I, I love, being able to be, work around somebody that just has this craving, you know, that, mm -hmm. that knowledge, and it's doing anything and everything. Um, I think we've been... Um, I'm not going to say lucky because I know you do your, your, your job really yeah, well thank you. in finding the right uh, candidates. But we, we've just been uh, had really good interns, people that are really interested in learning. And I think that for me, that's, that's key. I, I relate and I see how it's hard when you have a degree, but you don't have the experience. And, you know, I see those resumes come in and pretty much the experience is like serving tables or, you know, or restaurants because, you know, you had to go to school and that's kind of like the jobs that are available. But now you have a degree and you want to get your, you know, you, you, you want to mm -hmm. be able to start working in, your, in, in the, the industry that you went to school for. And it's hard because it's kind of like a catch-22. So that's why the whole concept of internships, I think it's, it's very valuable and powerful. It empowers people. I believe that everybody is created with so much greatness inside of them. And once you find and you tap into that greatness and you find an industry that you're passionate about, um, it's great. And even if they don't end up saying, this is the industry I want to work with, I think exposing people to what the options are. Both of you mentioned something. It's one thing to say, yeah, you know, I want to do that. But once you start getting hands-on, it's a total different Mm -hmm. It's a total different experience. Mm -hmm. So I think the internship allows people to actually say, okay, let me get some hands-on work here. And one of the things I tell them is like, here you're not going to be the intern that's going to be going to Starbucks to get us coffee. Like here you're going to work. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to train you. I personally and the whole team actually gets involved in training them. And there's a lot of tasks that, um, you know, are being given to the interns. And 
I just love the fact that they help us so much that the interns are like our lifesavers sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so we all love them because Mm -hmm. it's like you're helping me so much. I'm so grateful that you're here. It's not the type of intern that you're like, oh, why are they even here? You know what I mean? Because I've I've seen those kind of experiences when the intern is pretty much just there. Um, We... We see the opportunity. We value time. I think being able to go and invest your time is so valuable. I don't want to make anybody, you know, just come to waste their time. So we are very intentional about giving them the training. Sometimes we're just going to say, hey, this is the project that we have in front, and this is how you do it. Just do it. And it can be a little bit of that intense, if you want to put it that way. But, But that's the fun part of it, and people love it. Because at the end of the day, they have a marketable skill. And I think, you know, if we both, we all agree that um, if you're doing marketing, online marketing is it. And within all that, affiliate marketing is one of the channels that is definitely booming. So regardless of just being exposed to all that, I think that has given um, the people that are, have gone through our internships a great tool and just... For me, it's just a satisfaction to see that they that they learn something and that they yeah. leave happy. Yeah, we're both yeah. happy again. It's always finding that win-win um, mm-hmm. relationship in which we all win. We win as a company. They win as individuals with the training that we give, and everybody's happy. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's the same model. I think. Of, yeah, of it the is. Ability. It's not. It's not like. You know, you're just coming here and we're not giving you anything in return. Yeah, it's an investment. It's always an investment. Correct. For both people, you know, the intern and also for the other. So um, what piece of advice would you give a student that's seeking an internship? Um, okay, let's see. I would say um, to look for as many opportunities as possible. I think that there's a lot of internships out there, and that's why I love what you do. Because I've heard both within my family and the, like I said, I, I mentor and I talk a lot with young adults uh, that are around the age of my daughter or older, which are her friends. And I know that they kind of feel lost and they don't know that these opportunities are available. And being able to say n- every single thing that you do as part of your training or your experience is valuable but if you have the opportunity during, you know, your junior year or um, senior year to get in an internship as opposed to, you know, working at a restaurant, I definitely recommend that. And I will tell you, it helps you from saving a, a job or a career choice that can cost you time and, and, and some pain. Yeah, because um, I've shared the story, I think, privately with the guys. I spent um, two I got an MBA, well, first English major, no business classes, got an MBA. And I got a job with uh, the Nature Conservancy, and I was a financial analyst and a grants administrator. And I spent two years in it, and I realized I am not a financial analyst. Mm-hmm. I am not. So I looked at it as I learned a certain amount, but it is not the career path I wanted. And if I had had the opportunity to have just an internship, to be able to try that out, the financial side of it, that might have been what you were talking about, um, Val, because you oh, said yeah. there were some classes that you went. Yeah, I was taking stuff, and it was you're going in for hands-on. You're doing any – we have a thing at UCF called QEB, CEB. I don't exactly I, remember, but basically it's like required business courses where you go to different types of meetings. GEB. Yes. You go to different types of business courses and stuff, and I was taking one, and I, it was during the ad drop week, and I despised it. I was like, this is one of the worst classes I've ever taken, so I dropped out of the class. But we know some people at UCF love it, so <laughs> yeah. in case you're watching. Not only, <laughs> not only that, but I think that um, you, know, you can even go and have a class that you enjoy, but once you get in the industry and hands-on, you yeah, know, you might just like it yourself. Oh you kind of realize, you know, how is that? Yeah, and know, I'm not saying anything bad you. about GEB. Uh, I mean, no, like, no, 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 since no. you well. mentioned it, um, just like like when I was a business major and I had to do a GEB class, one of the things we had to do, which is where you spoke at um, one of those seminars. Yeah, yeah, the like, exchange. Yeah, the exchange. Those were events you had to go to where uh, you essentially have different um, employers come in from like the area and just. Uh, essentially talk about their business and what they do, like what their position is and yeah, what their business is all about. Yeah, it's supposed to be a thought leader forum where you get to hear people share. It's not mm-hmm. even just, you know, what they do in work, but it's uh, to expand, the way it was explained to me, is to help you expand a student's horizon. Right, because be to... they even had like a woman just come in and just tell you about like a like an elevator speech. Yeah, you know, simple mm-hmm. as that. Yeah. But it's moments like those where, 
oh, wow, I had never thought about this from learning, like, going to this seminar or this or that. So I like the idea of it. But mm -hmm. then at the same time, when you actually do get a hands-on, you're like, I liked what this person told me or the story or the way they said it, but you still realize it's not for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So but, yeah. I think that that's the most valuable uh, takeaway of any internship is that you get to try it on, you know, to say, oh, yeah, you know, it's kind of like mama bear, daddy bear, and baby bear. Oh, it's too big. You can go, no, yeah. I don't like this at all. It's not what I want to do until you get to the baby bear and you go, oh, this is just right. So then we like it. All righty. So um, hashtags. I want to know what hashtags we should be using because we're going to be taking all of this great video that uh, the live show and it's going to be turning into video. It's going out in all of our social feeds here at Intern Pursuit and Pivot. Um, affiliate manager, hashtag affiliate manager, hashtag marketing, hashtag performance, hashtag marketing and hashtag retail. Those are the ones that we had talked about, right? Correct. That works. Awesome. Okay, so that's for Katrina, who's going to be doing this tonight. She uh, watches the show, and I always want to make sure I shout those out there. Um, one of the last things we do, and I know we're coming up to the end of our show here, is we talk about leaders that inspired you. It can be living, dead. It can be famous people. It can be people just you know, whoever it is. You can have up to three. You can have one. Who are your leaders? Oh, that's a great question. I have a lot of people that have definitely um, helped me and uh, that I look up to. Uh, I would say first my mother and she's, she's a mom of four and she definitely invested so much in just making sure that um, we understood that there was, there was, like I said at the beginning, there was greatness inside of us mm -hmm. and that we had to work really hard to make sure that we can share that greatness with others. I think that's key. Because sometimes, you know, you, you measure success at a certain level, um, mostly sometimes, you know, within, like, the material yeah. stuff that you can get. But I think once you find that greatness and you're able to actually share it with the world and make a difference, that's when you have been mm -hmm. really successful. Yeah, that one pebble can Yes, spread. and she definitely modeled that. You know, she's, she's an amazing leader. I do have my pastors, and um, I also have Mike, my, my CEO, like I said, you know, he's just, he knows so much. He's a genius and he's so humble and models that on the way he, he runs the company. And then somebody else that um, I wanted to mention, because you have mentioned this question, um, it's, um, it's a pastor. His name is Craig Rochelle, and he leads a, uh, it's a leadership podcast, actually. Mm. He's the, um, the, the lead pastor of a church, Life Church TV. But 10 years ago, they came up with the idea of coming up with the Bible app. And I was reading that they came up with, like, at the 10-year anniversary, and they have 330 million people downloaded their app. Wow. in 1,200 languages, and it's all over the world, and he has all these, like, reading plans, and the, it, it's, it's genius. And not only that, but like I said, you know, they were able to get the innovation and the technology and share it with the world, and now making a difference, a big, big difference. So yeah. that's, like, I definitely listen a lot to, to his podcast, and it's just fascinating to me to see how, how much they have been able to influence and, and, and reach out to people, so... Um, I could, I I could have definitely more than I, I have a big list of people that I I look up to. Um, but that that will be my other piece of advice. Make sure that you always have mentors. Like the mentorship yeah. aspect of your life is so important in all areas of your life. You know, have a mentor that in, inspires you and and leads you in the professional aspect in your family, uh, spiritual, what, whatever. You know, in any of the aspects of your life, I think that's super important. And then make sure that you have people that you're mentoring. I think you have the people that are giving to you and then you find to give back. Mm -hmm. And that's when you find that balance and, and you get that satisfaction inside of you. I think. Yeah, I like to give back. We're going to do a real quick sponsor break and it is Affiliate Manager, so go. All right. Affiliate Manager offers a complete, complete management service that covers all aspects of developing and optimizing an affiliate program. Not only do we provide expertise, identify high potential opportunities, and execute campaigns to maximize performance, we make it a point to require minimum work for our merchant partner partners. You can reach them at AffiliateManager.com. Thank you, Affiliate Manager, for sponsoring the Intern Whisper Live. Val, you are hired. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All 
Okay, so I want to say thank you to Valencia College again for letting us be in the studio. We love being in here. Thank you to Q. Um, I want to thank Jerron uh, and also Val and Darlene and Cynthia. Thank you, ladies, for always being faithful listeners. I want to thank our guest also, Claudia, and the employer for, you know, in this case, Mike and Karen, for allowing her to be here. Um, anyway, those are all the things that I am thankful for. Go. Uh, just thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for coming. You were a great guest. It was fun as always. A fantastic guest. Yeah, you're amazing. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> and as always, thank you to Isabel for having us. Mm-hmm. Of course, thank you, Isabel. And of course, thank you, Aunt Darlene, for being there the minute, yeah. minute, uh, the minute we went live. So, Oh, yeah. And Uncle Nelson says hello. Okay, great. He's watching okay, today as well. He's watching awesome. the show, too. Yeah. <laughs> and Claudia, who do you want to give a shout out to? Uh Okay, um, my team, I think we call ourselves a tribe. Uh, Philip Manager is a tribe, and we definitely um, love to work together, um, Karen and Mike, and the opportunity that they're giving a lot of people, you know, not only as employees, but now with the interns. I, am per- I personally love the intern. Well, um, say hello program. to Damien and Diego. Yes. Those are the two Those interns are right my, now, my Valencia yes. and Rollins. All right. Yes. Thank yeah. You. Okay, so people can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, listen to us on MixLR, and we're going to be closing up. Yeah. Awesome. So take it away. Uh, this has been Val. This is Gerard. <laughs> this is Isabella. Oh, did I miss it? And Claudia Bucaro. <laughs> Very good. Okay. And thank thanks. you for listening to the Intern Whisperer Live. We'll I see will... you next week. <laughs>